2: Bring in show music, please. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Zach Velisi Today on our podcast. Travel is back. Maybe. The company behind OpenTable, Priceline, and Kayak. Booking Holdings CEO... Glenn Fogel.
1: This industry believes in its future, which absolutely is going to come back.
2: And billionaire investor Leon Cooperman reveals his biggest concerns for his own portfolio.
1: I would watch the craziness in
3: the market, you know, Bitcoin and stuff like that, the meme stocks, you know, the speculation is taking place. The, The market structure is like totally broken. Those stories,
2: plus traffic is back on the Big Apple. And Tony Soprano is back in action. He's younger and he'll be on HBO and on the big screen.
0: I'm looking forward to it. This is something I haven't been excited about a lot of stuff in a while. This is something I'd like to see.
2: It's Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. Squawk Pod begins right now.
4: Stand Becky by in three, two, one, cue please.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Becky Quick along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin.
4: The biden administration is developing an executive order directing agencies to strengthen oversight of industries that they perceive to be dominated by a small number of companies small number of big companies uh, the report says president biden could sign this order as soon as next week and direct uh, regulators to rethink their rulemaking process to increase competition give consumers more rights to challenge big business for example Companies and in industries cons- uh, controlled by a small number of big firms, as I just said, uh, might face new rules for disclosing uh, new rules for disclosing fees to consumers or their relationship with suppliers. The order would likely uh, be challenged by Republicans and uh, big business groups. But so many times we said uh, deregulation in one administration, layering on more regulations in another, and it's it's. Kind of interesting that, that we do see a different approach to things. Uh, I don't know what in practice this would actually mean, and, and how it would be used, and whether it uh, uh, how it would affect things. But you can expect some pushback from chamber of commerce. I would. Imagine. And do we think yeah. this is yeah.
5: just big? T- I mean, the, the thing I couldn't figure tech. out from the thesis is is how You're much thinking? of it is big? How much of it's big tech? The thing about pricing is an interesting one because it goes, I think, to a little bit of what the Apple App Store situation is insofar as consumers are not. And one of the critiques of Apple is that a a consumer doesn't necessarily know what the fee structure is behind the scenes um, between the app maker and the consumer and Apple. So and I don't know, maybe the consumer should see that
0: I mean, I don't know what the fee fee structure is for any of the companies that supply the stores at Walmart either.
5: But that's that's the point. I think in the analog world, for better or worse, we haven't known the fee structure. So are we talking about an Amazon? Are we talking about a Walmart, rather? Are we talking about, by the way, Pepsi and Coca-Cola, they're huge companies. They dominate uh, their spaces.
4: They do. But the the big tech companies that you're talking about have made it much difficult for old tech companies to game the system so it's kind of weird now now the companies that allowed us to to see all this transparency in pricing are the ones that might be uh targeted in this move like i'm not thinking like are you thinking in i'm not thinking really industrial companies or well that's what that's what i'm curious about how far is go mostly big tech which has you know sort of helped us on on the other end i don't know i don't don't, a lot of times everything seems free these days and Technology and I, I don't know how much.
0: Nothing's consumers free. you're giving away
4: your privacy. I know I don't. I don't have it that much great stuff going on. It's not really worth anything. You know what I mean? You don't either, do you? I know you?
0: it's good to be I think, boring. You know
4: who I think does?
0: No, no,
4: he's boring. Oh, he's like got no, but just his life is interesting.
0: Oh, yeah, his life he's, is interesting, but I don't think there's anything crazy, right?
4: I'm not saying it's crazy. I'm Thanks, just saying Becky. he needs it. <laughs> I'm, not could, it's, I'm could, sorry, could, Andrew. You are you're boring just, like us. <laughs> He's not boring like us. I don't think I'd like to No, to, I think you
5: but you each do. Day want, I'd like
4: to see your itinerary. What goes on.
5: Right. I I don't know if I mean, that's the question, though. How much do you want to know? Not about necessarily an individual, but about right. the back and forth of these businesses. And does and would that change the dynamic for the customer? You know, we've good, talked about uh, this. The customer is doing pretty well.
4: How about oh, wait, healthcare? Like, a, how about healthcare? You know, you There's get, you get like to see some transparency. You get uh, you get an operation. You know, you get your your right. gallbladder removed for eighteen thousand dollars here, and you, you go you can go down to. I don't know. Go down to right. South America an, and do but it for there, like four But there's an
5: industry, and I'm with Becky. There's an yeah. industry where you know nothing. Right. You should know more. And right. You find it, out it is, after
0: the fact. You can't shop around it, for this exactly. stuff ahead of time about where you're going to get an X-ray or where you're going to go for other testing. A Twelve and,
4: dollar aspirin.
0: Yeah. It, it, I would like to know more transparency when it comes to that. I don't particularly care what's happening what at the Apple about. App This store. sounds
4: techie. Because for
0: three dollars that you're going to pay for your app, you know, like I'd, I'd prefer to see it focus on some other arenas. And we keep getting these promises that we are going to see. More transparency, but Andrew, I don't know. I haven't seen any additional transparency in the last decade.
4: I mean, don't you think this is a in response to some recent wins that tech has had in courts and and, and bogged down legislation? Well, that in could trying be. Maybe this is exactly what right. the executive the tr- order. We
0: we lost. We lost. The administration may be thinking they lost in what they were trying to do through from the, the regulatory or through, through, right through that's, Congress. That's interesting. So do it this that could way. Be you know, every administration gets in and and uses all these executive orders. This is the ramping up of executive orders over the last 15 years, over the last 12 probably years. Some of
4: them use it. Some administrations use the executive orders to lessen regulations, and other ones use it. it on. that's the old argument. Pendulum swing. You know, that the Republicans want, you know, businesses to run.
0: Rampant. Yeah, just do whatever they (laughs) want.
4: No control whatsoever. And, And, you know, Democrats just want to be involved in every aspect of a business's life. So, same old, same old.
6: What are you doing?
4: After being named uh, the worst city for traffic for nearly 30 years, and I, I can't imagine Los Angeles is really giving this up. There's no place close. Although, I've, I've said Google Maps. Ever since Google Maps, you can leave... It's destroyed the, you every can neighborhood leave the near any of these. Yeah, but you can actually... I I was afraid to ever leave the the freeway out there. I'll never get, I'll never find my, but you can do that now. So it's a little bit less. But according to the latest, you're looking at it, latest urban mobility report from Texas A&M. How can you not be like me? Uh, People in the New York metropolitan area spent more uh, hours in traffic in 2020 than even people in LA. The pandemic, part of the reason the New York area saw a drop off in uh, commuter delays by about half last year, while delays in LA fell by about two thirds, so that's what it is. Going into it's work. Less yeah. bad. Less bad. Yeah. It's less bad. I wonder about New Jersey. We, there's some things that aren't pleasant in New there's Jersey. There's a lot of
0: construction right now. So and, and, and I had trouble this morning, yeah. Well, even, I was going to say, 5 even without most people being back in the workplaces, at least most white collar workers not being back at this point, only 30 to 35 percent, I think, are back in, in, in big cities like New York City. Traffic is just as bad because everybody who is coming in is driving. There's much less yeah. on public transportation and there's construction everywhere.
4: And in New York City, is the five boroughs right? It's not Manhattan, so I mean, Queens is awful, it is. Brooklyn's awful. They're all awful for traffic.
0: The traffic, all awful
4: <laughs> yeah. for traffic. And yeah.
5: you get back to the whole debate in New York about restaurants that have been put at you know the outdoor yeah. seating that's now on the streets, takes over the space. You know, we and did the bike lanes under Mayor Bloomberg, and then yep. even more so under De Blasio. So. There's a lot less room on the streets for cars today.
4: But and we can even foxify Squawk Box and say, you don't want to ride the subway because you're likely to get an ice pick in the eye <laughs> or something. So or get pushed on the tracks because crime is going crazy. Lucky we're going to get a new mayor. Yeah. We don't know. Now we don't know what happened there. It's the, a the big lie, Sorkin. What happened with this? Do we not? We'll is find it not it, Eric we're going to find out today. It's not we're Eric. We're going to find out today. I was today. counting on him to. to, to uh, to, to know, clean I, it up, I think I he might. And by so the way, it looks in the like morning. don't you dive? <laughs> it in looks the like Catherine
5: here? Garcia's number two. So <laughs> I think either one of those uh, those candidates is is going to be hoping to uh, try to rectify the situations
4: on the subway. But it is really, not an would, ice pick. But I don't want to go are, on our safety uh, issues. Uh, in the would city. you think no more question. about the subway now, and mass transit, or no? Do you think I, it's I, fine? I, I would was looking at here. I would think more about about it right now, and that I've been on the subway. I've been
5: on the subway. Lately?
4: No, I'm not talking about in your life. Uh, I'm talking (laughs) about like in the
5: past, No, no, in the past two months, sure.
4: The first look at a young Tony Soprano in The Many Saints of Newark, Michael Gandolfini, stars in the role that his late father played for six seasons on the HBO hit series The Sopranos, and that movie uh, debuts in theaters October 1st.
0: You can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself but he is smart the results tell us he's a leader <laughs> wait who was playing his mother was uh, that the
4: familiar familiar what's her name uh, uh, yeah I, I know her yeah, yeah she's yeah. been in yeah. quite a, been a lot of things she was in uh in that, that, vera, that vera vera yeah. she was in that uh the, f- the plain one you remember the departed she had a
0: big yeah. role in the departed with yeah. Yeah. matt damon and, yeah. and leo and um, she played in the 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 airline movie, the things. up in up in the air movie, or whatever. That's what it was. I thought it
4: was. Hard to do the Sopranos without Tony. Can his son act? I have no idea whether his son can act because he sure could. Maybe but what's so it. fascinating
5: about this prequel is, you know, the original plan was to put it in theaters, and it's going to now appear in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. And so it's going to mm-hmm. be very interesting to see what, what, you know, whether people end up going to the theater or because we're also accustomed to watching the Sopranos as a TV show whether whether it ends up just boosting the subscriptions on HBO or maybe preventing churn I don't know it's going to be interesting to see kind of from an economic model but I bet what all three of us see it we'll see it at some point yeah. we will sure. all see it yeah. we will all see it and we'll like but I I will bet I will bet that we'll all see it probably on HBO or HBO Max right
0: I I probably will but you know I, I'm yeah. looking forward to it I mean that's this is something I haven't been excited about a lot of stuff in a while. This is something I'd like to
4: see. Uh, is the other guys are still around, but they they wouldn't be age right, appropriate uh, appropriate for it. Appropriate, right. uh, for it. Although, He's got his father's eyes. That's he does have his father's yeah. eyes. Although they can do some amazing things, I started watching Hacks again a little bit, and they've got the the actress—they've made her very young on a lot of uh, going flashback, showing her scenes, you know, taking over for Johnny Carson and things like that. And, yeah. and somehow they they are able to do it. It's kind of interesting the way they do it it's effects. CGI. Joe, or, or, real quick,
5: I need yeah. a review. I just I just heard from a friend that Hacks is amazing. Is it is it amazing? Do I need to watch it?
4: It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm I'm a little that's like a beat, like a, B plus, like a thumbs. I'm a little stunned. I that? I, uh, I love the actress, uh, Jean Smart. Right? If, all the way back okay. from one of the Fargo uh, episodes where she played this really cool right. but kind of a mob boss named... Uh, her name was Floyd, I think, in, in this thing. But she's okay, so amazing. So sort of,
5: that's like a... You're giving it a good grade... Is that like the, on you know, the pandemic curve? Now that we've sort of gone through a lot uh, of
4: content? She was also in with... Uh, she was what made Mayor of Easttown so amazing, too, along with, with Kate, who was just head and shoulders above anything you've That one seen I'm interested in seeing, too. To Have you seen, haven't seen, me? did you finally see that, Sorkin? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Wasn't amazing? I saw, amazing? It, I saw amazing. it as it was
2: going. It was fabulous. Next on Squawk Pod, the Delta variant is on the rise, but so is travel, booking Holdings CEO, Glenn Fogel.
1: Yes, there are some more restrictions. So while I, I really say you gotta check, make sure where you're going is okay, I'm actually looking pretty positive about the summer.
6: We'll be right back. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas go to traveltexas.com get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters yours
1: what's on the horizon for financial markets at pGM it's a question that over 1400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals specialized across asset classes but united in collaboration our teams provide global and local expertise our investments shape tomorrow today pursue your tomorrow with p jim a leading global asset manager
2: this is SquawkPod from cnbc travel demand still strengthening in the united states The TSA airport checkpoint count has been over 2 million passengers in 8 of the last 12 days. But in Europe and other parts of the world, rising coronavirus cases and the more contagious Delta variant are threatening the economic recovery. This highly infectious variant, which could be 60% more transmissible, was first detected in India and has been identified in more than 80 countries. Portugal, Germany, Italy, and Spain all announcing new travel restrictions this week, in an attempt to slow the spread of the Delta variant, as consumers around the world are desperate to take a vacation. Becky Quick spoke to Glenn Fogel, president and CEO of Booking Holdings. You've probably used Booking yourself to make plans. It's the parent company of the reservation sites Booking.com, Kayak, and Priceline. Here's Becky.
0: Glenn, just at the beginning of May, when we heard from you, the company said that at that point, things were looking really good in the United States and in Europe. I'm I'm guessing that picture has changed slightly, at least in Europe, based on what we've heard about these new closures recently. What can you tell us?
1: Well, thanks for having me, Becky. And uh, as I said in May, U.S. absolutely looking good. And we said we expected Europe to be a little bit behind. if you recall in May, Europe's vaccination rate was not nearly as good as the U.S., That's actually changed a little bit as the European vaccination and rollout has really improved and things really are picking up there. So, yes, there are some more restrictions for different countries, traveling to different countries within Europe, and there's some issues. But on the flip side, though, US people can now go to much of Europe without a lot of restrictions. Some places, no restrictions. So, while I I really say you got to check, make sure where you're going is okay, I'm actually looking pretty positive about the summer.
0: You know, that, that's my question, though. The uncertainty sometimes is difficult enough. If you are planning a big trip, you're doing it for your family, you're trying to make plans in advance, not knowing if there are going to be additional restrictions, I would guess, would slow people down somewhat or make them think of another place they'd rather go. Has that been the case?
1: Well, that has, but I'll tell you something else that's happening. is because Booking.com over so many of its accommodations, we over so many things that are freely cancelable or changeable, what people are doing is they're doing multiple bookings. What we have is people say, Well, I'm going to set up that trip for Europe, but if anything happens, I got another thing set up in the States, so I am going to have a holiday no matter what.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. How, how do you account for that when you're trying to figure out what's real booking and what's one that is kind of a double booking, that one of them will def- definitely disappear?
1: Well, there's absolutely been that's been going on for a long time. People like our service because we do offer. Of free cancellation. That being said, it makes it complicated for us understanding what the inventory really is. And of course, now with COVID, it's much more complicated than it was in the past. Previously, we had great models, mathematical models. We had a very good sense of what the cancellation rates were. Right now, it's a little bit up in the air because of this increased risk issue, but we can still handle it.
0: So let's talk about what you are seeing. Where where are the most popular destinations? Where is it impossible to try and find a place? I, I, I know... You know, just from looking around, uh, relatives who were trying to find a place in Maine. If you didn't book six months ago, it was pretty booked up. Where else are you seeing things like that?
1: Yeah, it is interesting. And actually, it's the usual suspects you would expect. People want to go to Miami. People want to go to uh, Ocean City. People want to go to the beaches, apparently. But what's really interesting to me is the enormous number of people are interested in going to places like Mexico. Because going to Mexico right now, there's no inhibition. There's no restriction. You can go to uh, Mexico. So Cancun's fairly popular right now. So that's something that I don't think a lot of people would have thought of.
0: No, I wouldn't have expected that. What are you talking about in terms of numbers? Just how many more people are booking or how many more vacations are booked versus not just a year ago, but let's say going back two years so you can get before the covid kind of messed things up last year.
1: Yeah, I think the way we look at this is not looking at what's today's rate, what's this week's, what's this quarter. I think what's really important is that people look for the long run. And that's what I've been saying for a long time. When this terrible, tragic pandemic started last year, I was saying, look, it's going to take time. It's going to take years to come back. But it's going to come back. And I think when you saw uh, the investment that United Airlines is making in planes right now, that giant order they made, that shows how much this industry believes in its future, which absolutely is going to come back. And we'll go past 2019 at some point. Not sure exactly when, but it's absolutely going to happen.
0: When you say stuff like that, I mean, I completely understand you're looking at this from the long term. So are a lot of long term shareholders. But when you say something like don't look at this week, don't look at this month, uh, makes me think that it's not great yet, that it's still not all that strong.
1: Well, I wouldn't interpret what I said. What I'm saying is very specifically, I think people should look to the long term. I'm not talking about how we're doing today, tomorrow or next week.
0: Is there any or can you give us any numbers just how things do shore up? I'm sure we're up pretty significantly from last year because everybody I know wants to be on vacation. But how, how does it shore up to what we'd seen before the pandemic?
1: Given it's the you know, last day of the second quarter, I think it's pretty good if I don't actually say exactly <laughs> how we'll be out. We'll be out with earnings in, in the not so distant future. Let everybody know exactly how. we're All are. right.
0: I, I hear you. Quiet period. You can't say things like this. Um, Glenn, let's talk a little bit about the shortages that we've seen in the industry because there's so much demand and so many people wanting to go back. And because places like hotels and restaurants are having such a hard time finding workers, you've had you know, some hotels either limiting occupancy or saying they're not going to be able to offer a lot of those services. Does that impact what you guys are doing in any way?
1: I don't think so, but I definitely understand the issue. And certainly, look, it, you know, we hear this all the time, people saying that, hey, I'm, I'm right now I'm very comfortable with what I'm getting in terms of my unemployment or my supplemental stuff. It's summertime. I'm not sure I want to go and take that job right now. I'll, go, I'll think about this in the fall. And that's certainly hurting the hospitality industry tremendously because those are the type of jobs that actually the, the level average pay is not high enough above what you would get without working right now to really drive a large percentage of people to go back to work. So it's certainly hurting some of the players in the industry. But again, I expect that will we'll work itself out over either higher wages or over uh, uh, summer ends and people say, hey, you know, I'll go back to work.
0: You hear about some people who have left the industry and maybe found higher paying wages somewhere else in, a, in an Amazon warehouse. Maybe they've moved into construction or done something else. Is, is it going to be hard to fill those jobs just to find the is that a longer term, more structural problem? or You think that clears up as soon as some of those extended benefits go away?
1: Well, the wonderful thing about market economies is that prices rise to, to fit what the needs are. What I also think is going to happen is technology, and you may have seen some of this, where certain of the large chains for the casual dining area are bringing in more automation. For example, you're ordering using your phone instead of having a person take your order. Other types of technological solutions in terms of automatic vacuums that are vacuuming the hallways and the hotels. Lots of things, what happens is when labor wages are going up, technology is then seen as as an alternative and that will change the structure.
0: Higher prices creep in in other places. Um, We've heard about trying to rent a car, how difficult that can be and how much more you're going to pay just because so many of those uh, car companies got got rid of a lot of their, uh, their supply of cars during the pandemic. What other things do you hear from travelers? What are complaints that come in or maybe things they hadn't been anticipating?
1: Well, the one you just mentioned is really quite phenomenal in terms of what it costs some places to get a car rental. And that has uh, certainly made some people say, I can't go to that place. I can't afford that car. There is no car. So I'm going to choose a different location. That's definitely happening. And, of course, as you pointed out, a lot of the fleets uh, were were downsized and it's taking time to upsize them because, as we know, there's that whole chip shortage in the auto industry right now. So it's hard to get a lot more cars into the fleets. And that's a problem. The other issue that I think people will have is the confusion. And this is something that I think everybody is frustrated about. And that is governments not working well together around the world to come up with some consistent ways that people can be able to go from country to country if you're a proven safe traveler, I've got my vaccinations, I'm a safe traveler, and wanting to make it easy to go, governments are just not working well together. We heard President Biden talk when he went to the UK about maybe there'll be a transatlantic uh, um, uh, bubble between the UK and the US, and that's now not happening apparently. I really would, I think the whole industry would really like if the governments get together, come up with ways, systems, processes, so we can all travel safely, but more easily
0: as part of that include some sort of vaccination passport
1: absolutely and you have it in the eu right now the green certificate is now uh july 1 it goes live and that is a good thing but even that's confusing people saying well I'm not sure how do I get one. And what if I'm from the U.S.? Do I get that? No, you can't get it, by the way, if you're from the U.S. And that's the type of thing that can be very, very helpful. And it'd be great if it wasn't just the EU, but if there's some sort of global green certificate that we could all use and be able to travel safely.
0: What's the holdup? I mean, if if you've got the industry pretty uniformly behind something like this, what's the holdup? What gets caught in the politics?
1: Well I think it's just the nature of bureaucracy and trying to get things going and people wanting to have sovereign control and uh let's face it it may not be the highest priority for a lot of governments right now it should be much higher but perhaps it's not and, uh, certainly we understand that safety is always going to be number 1 but it is frustrating and I and I would like to have a conversation with some of the people in charge to say can you please explain why can't you get this going mm-hmm.
0: Glenn, you mentioned that there were some locations where it was particularly bad, where you just can't get a a car or maybe it's going to cost way more than you could possibly uh, pay for it. Where where are the worst places right now And, and why? Why can't they move the fleet around?
1: And hey, you won't be surprised about this when I have some friends who are going to go to Hawaii and they called me and they said, I can't believe what it costs to get a car in Hawaii. And now you have people in Hawaii who are renting U-Hauls instead of cars <laughs> just after ground transportation. But that's kind of understandable because it's not that easy. Yeah, you can't just yeah. drive, can't drive a car to Hawaii to fill up the fleet.
0: Are there other places, too, or Hawaii is really the outlier because of the factor?
1: Well, yeah, that's the one that's the one that, that came to mind right away.
0: Yeah. Glenn, I want to thank you for being with us today. Um, obviously, a pretty tenuous time, a lot of things changing, but also a lot of demand and people who just want to get back out there again. So thanks for the yeah,
1: update. It's good. It's good, Becky. Things are going a lot better than they were a year ago, and things will continue to get better. And actually, I'm very, very positive about travel.
0: Great. Good to see you, Glenn, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank
5: you. Becky.
2: Next on Squawk Pod, lessons from a billionaire and from an anchor. Some tips for a seamless broadcast. He
4: said, blah, 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 right on the camera. That's a really good
6: trait. We'll be right back. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Stand under by. You're listening three,
5: to Squawk two, Pie. One Qander. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin, along with Becky Quick and Joe Kernan.
0: Well, you all know Lee Cooperman. He's a friend of Squawk Box. He says that he is a fully invested bear right now. I spoke to him at the CNBC Financial Advisor Summit for his long-term view on the markets. The Omega CEO says that while you have to be in the markets right now, he's nervous. And there are a long list of things he's watching.
3: I would watch the dollar exchange rate uh, uh, very closely. I would watch Fed speak. I would watch economic performance. I would watch the craziness in the market, you know, Bitcoin and stuff like that, uh, the, the, the Mimi stocks, you know, the speculation is taking place. The, the market structure is like totally broken, totally broken, and we're not spending any time. The way stocks trade, is very unnatural.
0: Lee's got a lot of opinions, but there are two things right off the bat that he feels very sure about.
3: Two things that I hold very strongly in terms of views. Number one, I wouldn't touch a U.S. government bond with yields at currently 1.48%. I think it's ridiculous. And number two, I I have a strong feeling the cycle we're going through won't end well, but I have no idea where it ends.
0: So you guys know Lee well. Uh, You know how he always plays it pretty real. We were in the middle of this conversation yesterday, and the phone rang next to him.
3: The world is better off because of Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and, and, and Warren Buffett and Bernie Marcus and people like that. And so uh, this uh, mindless attacking of wealthy people makes no sense. Hold on. I'm on a conference call. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Got me, Got me in a hurry. Uh, I don't have any secretary. I'm working at home.
0: He's like a broadcast professional. He can do this. Right. No problem. Well, you know, squirming around.
3: we've
4: never uh, we've never lost anyone. I don't think heavily right? on no. uh, It's never happened. So, you know, it, it can wait. Do you remember in the old days if there was an second or two of of silence You're you, you thought you might have a heart yeah. yep. yeah. attack. I do that all the yep. all the time now. So in and, and I've often said that the first time you were on where you started screwing something up and you said blah, 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 right on the camera. That's a, that was a really good trait because most people I'd never done it before. Say, I'd never
0: read Prompter until it was live on TV and you were over my shoulder harassing me the, the, the other side. I was on the other side. You were sitting, sitting right at- there. By the, I was looking... I had to look over your shoulder to look at Prompter. Right,
4: and then you went blah, blah, blah. I don't think blah, it was blah, blah. Roll I it wasn't back. going like that or anything. You, ah.
0: you said you're from the Wall Street Journal. What are you, a communist, pinko, leftist? I remember very clearly. That
4: wouldn't have been the the, the, uh, that wouldn't That's have been, exactly that wouldn't have been the op ed people. That would no. be the, they, I was a because they, unlike wall the New General York Reporter, Times. I never read a
0: teleprompter. Unlike, unlike the New you. York Times, they still
4: have a China wall between opinion and news. Not true. Not true. Good, <laughs> Good one. Wall, Insult right there. both at the same time. Right there.
0: <laughs> smack, smack. Boom. Anyway, Lee, I did that. With, uh, later, I crank called him at the end of the thing, and he picked up the phone again. I just wanted it, to see if he'd do it. <laughs> He's a good sport for playing along, and you know he's got all these great ideas. If you want to see more about what he had to say, some of the specific market calls, you can check it out if you head to cnbcevents.com.
2: That's Squawk Pod for today. Thanks for listening. Squawkbox Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern to get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right to your ears. Listen and follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys.